Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearls, a podcast for manifestation, a podcast for self-actualization, and a podcast that equips you with the tools to live your life by design and not by default. I'm going to take this time to give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, because if it was not for them, there would be no me. I want to take this time to give thanks to all the light workers who give the ultimate sacrifice and that's the giving of themselves for the upliftment of humanity. And I want to take this time to give thanks to each and every one of you, the listeners. It's because of you why I do this and not just because of you who are listening now, but for those of you who will come in the future seeking the information to heal our nation. Well, it's about that time again, and we're here with yet another episode of No Pork and All Pearls, and we have so much to cover and so much to dive into. This week, I want to first send positive energy to all the people who were affected by the hurricane that was directed towards the Louisiana territory. Basically, Katrina reloaded Same story, different time, and a lot of people was affected, a lot of people are suffering yet again, a lot of people are having to deal with the worst thing that's possibly imagined in the time right now where we're already dealing with so much other stuff. And remember, this is right in conjunction with the situations that our brothers and sisters had to deal with over in Haiti with the earthquake, which is the earthquake reloaded. Now, if you want to think that all this is a coincidence, that we're basically receiving the same traumas in the same regions, in the same areas. You understand what I'm saying? It's almost like we're kind of stuck in a loop or like we're in a cycle or something. Well, we're going to talk about all that tonight. That's what... The ancestors have put on my heart to talk about tonight. You know, I normally just stick with manifesting and sticking with the mind science and just speaking on just the importance of mind science and how we need to utilize the power of mind science. But on tonight, the episode is going to be 
same game, new day. What's your play? Same game, new day. What's your play? Once again, the topic is going to be same game, new day. What's your play? Now, a lot of people, this whole thing is probably just going over their head. Like I said, it seems like we're caught up in a loop. Like, you see a real, real massive earthquake over in Haiti where IT, IT, and the reason I say IT is because that's more of the indigenous name. It's not Haiti. When they say Haiti, you putting a hate on it. You understand? And it's like language and sound is everything. We need to understand the power of words and we need to understand the vibration that words carry. And I mean, do you not think that is funny that many of the land masses that's been around for eons and for long periods of time. They have to have martyr names or the names have to be changed. You, do you not find that peculiar? That they always want to change the names of places? Do you not understand that names are basically descriptions of an individual's character or their nature. So if it's not an individual we're speaking of, if it's a, a place or a thing, then it's speaking on the nature of a place or a thing. So names carry vibrations. And vibration is one of the laws of nature. That's one of the cosmic laws, the law of vibration. Everything has a vibration. And whenever you're changing names, you're changing the vibration of a thing, of an individual, or of a place. So, we have to understand the game that's at play and that's been at play for a long period of time that many people unconsciously have just been oblivious to. They've had no clue that these things was going on. But what we need to know is that there are a group or a segment of people who does know what's going on and they make an assertive effort for the masses to not know What's going on? That's why entertainers can get paid way more than teachers. And in some cases, even healers. People that can keep you healthy, 
people that can preserve your life and people that can teach you how to live your life are getting paid not much. And they have some of the most important, if not the most important, occupations on the landmass. Yet, individuals who act on movies and TV shows and perform music, perform comedy, perform any type of distraction, sports entertainment, all that, any type of distractions to keep you away from the things that truly matter, the things that are truly important, the things that you really need to learn for survival state and also for the upliftment of the nation's fate. Those type of things you won't get recognized for. But the things that keep you distracted from those things, you can get a bag for that. So we need to understand why that is. We need to understand that the tool and the most powerful tool, or should I say tools with an S, that the elite use to control the masses is money, media, and military. I'm going to say that again. The three tools that the elite use is money, media, and military. This is how they continue to keep control and keep a stronghold over the masses, but we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to dive into tonight's episode. And remember, we're talking about same game, new day. What's your play on no pork and all pearls? And we're back to no pork and all pearls. And tonight we're talking about same game, new day, what's your play? Now, in the last segment, I basically talked about how it seemed like we can be caught up in a a time loop or some type of a loop or something. Well, I want to submit to you that basically this is what we've been dealing with for quite some time now. We've been dealing with this whole scenario for quite some time. And what I want to do is I want to take time to read a passage. And we're going to read something from the book of Ephesians. We're going to read something from the book of Ephesians. And... The reason why we're going to read this is because we need to be aware of what we're dealing with and what we're facing. And we're going to read Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. And it reads as follows. 
It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, why did I feel the need to have to read that? I decided to read that because many times we get caught up in the loop. <laughs> we get caught up in the loop. And the loop is they place a real priority on causing division. And when I say cause division, that goes into the concept of divide and conquer. They need to divide and conquer because that's the way that they maintain control. So if they can convince the masses that the enemy or the focus of your anger should be against your fellow brothers and your sisters, then they can always maintain control that way. Because at the end of the day, this whole thing is about their ability to control. And it's a couple of things that we need to talk about right now. So I don't know if any of you are familiar with the New Madrid earthquake of 1811 and 1812. And when I say 1811, it was actually December of 1811. And it carried over to 1812. Now, when I say New Madrid, most people's mind will probably take them somewhere else, meaning like maybe over to what you call Europe or Europe right now. However, New Madrid was right here in North America. In fact, New Madrid was around Missouri, Missouri area, and the New Madrid fault line, which it ran through, you got Missouri and Arkansas, affected parts of Tennessee, and if I'm not mistaken, Kentucky, and I think it carried all the way over to like around North Carolina. Parts of Mississippi. But um this whole situation with the New Madrid earthquake of 1811, 1812 it coincided with a hurricane in New Orleans. 1811, 1812, towards the end part of 1811, early part of 1812, you had a hurricane in New Orleans, 
which was around the same region, same area. And then that led to what was going on with the War of 1812. You had the War of 1812. What's the War of 1812? War 1812 is where you had the American Indians. American Indians were fighting in conjunction with you had the British and then you also had the French. All right. So the British and the French supposedly fighting against each other basically for control of territory. But whose territory? Territory of the American Indians. The American Indians were in those areas where the so-called New Madrid earthquake took place, right? Now, the colonists or whatever, the so-called colonists was involved in this war too. The colonists was involved in this war too. And this war was also misnomed as part of the French and Indian War. You can find information about it when you're dealing with the French and Indian War. But I'm saying all this to say that during this particular war, Andrew Jackson, who later went on to become president, I believe it was in 1817 when he became president, and when he became president, he basically signed the Indian Removal Act. The Indian Removal Act, which if I'm not mistaken, I think that took place in 1820, around that time frame, that's when that Indian Removal Act took place. Now, I want you to see what this is. It's basically a pattern that has been established and has been utilized. And this pattern, it goes all the way back to the American Revolution. Back in, I believe it was what, 1774 or something like that, 1770, 75, 1774. But um, it was the same scenarios then too. You had earthquake, you had storm, hurricane, hurricane was. New Orleans once again in that area and then you had this war 
And then after the war, you had treaty. Treaty was established. And then once the treaty was established, then you had a land grab. Or you had land that was... I don't wanna, I'm, I'm I'm real particular how I want to say these words, but the land was taken. The land was taken. And when the land was taken, the land was taken by force. The land was taken by any means necessary. So, there's a pattern that was established. This pattern was established way back then. And probably even before that. But the thing to be understood is that this is the pattern that's been played continuously ever since then, ever since 1700s, ever since the establishment of this whole United States of America. Ever since the whole establishment of the United States of America, you've been having the same game being played, but it's being played over and over and over again. And each time, more and more people continue to get displaced from their land. And what people am I talking about? I'm talking about the aboriginal indigenous people, the original peoples of the land. These people are continuing to get their lands taken. And when the land is getting taken, you have people coming in and basically fighting to see who will get the land or who, who will get control of the land because remember this whole thing is about control their slogan and their motto is own nothing but control everything own nothing but control everything and many of us we've been indoctrinated with the American dream and we want to work hard, we want to get the house with the white picket fence, with the family, <laughs> they say a dog, probably a nice car to ride in, you know, for many of us, that's the American dream, and then we want to buy into this capitalist society where it's profit over people and that's part of the downfall that's part of our downfall anytime you get into a state of mind where you looking more so for profit over the people you're only setting yourself up to fail because if you don't value people it's only a matter of time that the people will perish.
But um, we're going to take a break, and we're going to dive more into tonight's episode of Same Game, New Day, What's Your Play? On No Pork and All Pearls. And we're back. No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight, our topic is Same Game, New Day. What's your play? In the last segment, I basically was talking about what I have deemed and what I've called the rent cycle. And the rent cycle goes as follows. is a hurricane or a tropical storm, an earthquake, a war, or some type of military conflict, a treaty, and then a removal of people away from their lands. Now, let's take this back to current times because I need to connect some dots for some people. So, we have a situation right now. Uh, people in Haiti, right? Earthquake. Uh, crumbling their society. Uh, we have times where they're trying to initiate um, mandates for you know, to get jabbed. You know, I'm going to say it like that just for safe, safety precautions. So, to get assistance, to get support, um, many people going to have to probably get jabbed. And also, many people have probably lost their homes. Many people have probably lost their lands. It's probably been deemed to be uninhabitable, right? Or it's a disaster area. You can't live there no more. So people going to become probably displaced, right? So you take that. You take that. And then you take that same principle and you apply that to uh, New Orleans, on Louisiana. Now, it's flooding there from the storm. There's massive flooding. And with the massive flooding, you got people displaced. You got people, um, homes destroyed and ruined, areas considered as disaster areas and uninhabitable. Um, you got people being forced to have to evacuate. Uh, you got people that need assistance. And there was already an article from FEMA saying that FEMA was not going to be providing hotels for displaced people from the storm. And they were saying that if you need assistance to go online to the FEMA website and apply for help that way, you know, to go online. Now, the problem is when the people that's in that area don't have power, they don't have any cell phone connections or any type of internet services. They don't have any clean water, no drinking water. Uh, sewage is messed up. Uh, yeah. So, tell me, how do you people going to go online to apply for FEMA services when they have no electricity? 
They have no internet, cell phone services. They can't be in their homes because the homes are uninhabitable and it's flooded. And they have, they were forced to have to evacuate many of them only to probably never ever even return again because they're probably going to determine that these places are uninhabitable. Some of these areas that were damaged by the storm and by the flooding. Now, understand something. You're going to have a whole bunch of individuals who are going to be in a position where they need help and assistance. Now, who's to say when they go to apply for help and assistance that they're not going to be forced to have to get jabbed or they're going to have to be forced to conform to some type of policy in order to receive assistance or assistance or help. So, you got that going on. Now, let's talk about something else that I don't know if many people are paying attention to. And I'm going to say this because, you know, this is basically um, my opportunity to share. And we got a situation where People who were in Afghanistan, the people that were over in Afghanistan, many of them probably military presence, military people, right, are being brought back to America, North America. They are finally returning back here, right? Now, these people that's coming back from Afghanistan, many of them are military-related, not necessarily of aboriginal origin or indigenous origin. You know, many of these people that's coming over here that's military-related from Afghanistan, they're not necessarily indigenous people from here. They may be affiliated with them with the United States, let's just say that. We're going to say it was the United States. And they're coming back. And they don't have to be jabbed to come back. Many of them don't have to get no jabs and then they just come on back. Now, does anybody consider that um, this is This is additional troops that's being brought to this landmass, maybe to help with a greater agenda, with maybe even like a military agenda. You know how we send troops to different places all over the world. You know, I don't, I don't know if any of you ever had any military experience or known anybody in the military, but you can um. Probably ask someone who's been in the military and ask them about what deployments are and like how they deploy troops to different regions and different areas when they're getting ready to do some type of military campaign or some type of military um, action. You know, they have to first put put, put troops in position in order to um, make their move. Now. Is it ironic that, you know, all this time these people been over there, they say this is the world's 
longest um, active war in Afghanistan in all this time. The people have been over there, but now they being sent back here. And we got all this stuff that's going on right now here. And we also in the midst of them getting ready to try to start forcing uh come knock on your door to see if you've been vaccinated type of mandate type thing. That's what they've been hinting towards for the longest. And been hinting towards like a, a lockdown or something like that. You know, we got this pandemic that's going on and everything is supposedly getting worse. The numbers are increasing, you know, supposedly, and everything is getting bad and getting worse. But you're going to bring these people over here. You know, these are supposedly our people. <laughs> who is us, though? You know, who who is really the ones that's creating this narrative? Because I guarantee you that the us may not necessarily be the actual indigenous people. That may not be the us that's being referred to when they saying these people are us that's coming over here. I can guarantee you that these are not the indigenous people that's coming over here. And you got a lot of things that's in place. And I've given you scenarios from 1700s and then the 1800s about how um, there was a hurricane, there was an earthquake, there was a military operation, then there was a treaty, and then there was a land grab or a removal of people from certain lands or people having to give up their lands. And basically... It's almost like the trail of tears. It's almost like the trail of tears. In fact, it is the trail of tears. And, you know, they've given us the story about the trail of tears of how they forced these people from their lands. And, you know, they made them pretty much march all the way from the East Coast all the way to Oklahoma, from Mississippi, from Alabama, from parts of Georgia, from parts of Louisiana, and they had to go all the way to Oklahoma. And they was using the military to do this too, right? The military was used. Andrew Jackson and them, the same Andrew Jackson who was supposedly helping the Military to win this war of 1812. Andrew Jackson was one of the generals, became president, and Andrew Jackson had the American Indians fighting with him. Many of them was helping him and supporting him during the war. But then he turned around and then he marched them to Oklahoma. I'm going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to get more deeper into this. On no pork and all pearls. And we're back to no pork and all pearls. In the last segment, basically was talking about how it's a new trail. 
it's a new trail of tears. And it's the same thing that they've been doing. It's nothing new. This is not anything new. This is not something that they just came up with. They've been kind of like hinting towards us like it's a new world order. And, you know, um, the, uh, people are trying to um, basically um, take over the world and all this kind of stuff and form a, a, um, a one world order. Basically, what's trying, what's going on, is they're trying to enslave the populace. They're trying to enslave the populace in a, a I guess, a nicer, more friendlier way of saying this is they want to have total control over the populace. They want to have total control over the populace. I know that's more uh, sugarcoating it, like away from what it really is, which is New Age slavery, because that's basically what it's, it's coming down to. They want to enslave the masses and control the masses. Like I said before, their whole concept and their slogan is own nothing, control everything own nothing but control everything because they can control everything then that'll give them the power that they need to do whatever they want and their whole thing is they they're not really after owning you they want to control you they'll let you do whatever you've been doing, you know, because when you do things yourself, when when you go and ask to get jabbed or when you have a real bad diet and the choices you make for the food that you're putting in your body or when you choose to listen to low vibrational music, when you, you when you choose low vibrational language and words when you speak, when you choose to not take responsibility to educate yourself or actually use erudition, not education, which is basically training. Education is more so about training. Educating is almost about training. And it's a training to keep individuals docile and to keep them controlled. It's almost like what you would do when you would like get a pet or something trained. That's what this whole education system is about. It's not about erudition. Erudition is learning how to make individuals into masters, into scholars, into lifelong learners, basically. So, they're not interested in that. They're more interested in you 
being able to call and respond. And they're going to call and they want you to respond based on what the call is. And if you heard the call before, you've seen the call before, you know how they respond based on your education or your training that you've received by them. And this has also been weaponized. The education system has been weaponized against us. When I say us, I'm talking about the indigenous people. I'm talking about the indigenous people. And education has been weaponized against us. The health care or the death, death care system has been weaponized against us. This is facts. This is this is the truth. You can research this yourself. Um, religious systems has been weaponized against the indigenous people. Why? Because the indigenous people are naturally spiritual people. We're naturally connected to this planet. We're naturally connected to the universe. We're naturally connected to nature. And because we are a part of nature and we connect it, we're in we're supposed to be in harmony with it. So if they can keep you in disharmony and keep you out of alignment and out of harmony, then you can be controlled and you can be manipulated and you can be basically dealt with however they feel that they want to deal with you. Because you won't have the backing and the support of nature if you're out of alignment with nature. But once you get in tune with nature and you get yourself in harmony, then you'll start seeing things and start changing. Now, I've laid out the whole objective I've laid out the game of how it's been used against us, telling you what these individuals are doing and who is these individuals, the ones I read about from Ephesians. The ones I read about in Ephesians. That's why I started off and I read that verse and I was saying, we have to go against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we up against. And those are the ones that are playing this game with us. Because to them, it's a game. It's a game to them. It's a game displacing people from their land. It's a game controlling the masses and controlling the people. And it's a game eradicating people and eliminating the population. That's a game to them. So now the question is, what's your play? What's your play? The whole reason for me even teaching about the mind science and about how you can manifest and how you can create 
is because I'm returning you to your source and returning you back to your power. And your power is you have the power to create your own reality. You have the power to create and manifest things that you need for your salvation on the planet. And understand that you are a part of the collective and you are a part of the whole. So when you manifest things and when you create things, understand that if you're creating things out of your own selfish ambitions and your own selfish needs, you're not in this world alone by yourself. So that's only going to get you so far. But when you start learning how to manifest and create as a part of a collective and for the greater greater good of the whole of humanity when you start utilizing your manifestation abilities for that purpose then we'll start seeing righteous change then we'll start seeing righteous change and what we have to understand and understand is that no one is coming to rescue us No one is coming to save us. No one is coming to pull us out of the burning building. No one is coming to salvage our sinking ship. No one's coming. We are the ones who are in charge of our own salvation. Meaning, we have ancestors. We have the abilities, we have the tools, the information, we have everything that we can possibly have to save ourselves, but we have to save ourselves. We have to utilize these things and save ourselves. We have to embody these things. We have to evoke these energies. We have to become these things that we want to see the saviors that we want we must become them we must become them we must allow ourselves to be vessels to be used to make change happen but we have to do it ourselves we got to put the work in we got to like they say we got to put the reps in the gym we got to put the reps in in the gym. You don't become fit just because you want to be fit. I know they've trained individuals to think that all you got to do is go and get a procedure performed and go get you a surgery done or something like that. And you can look the way you want to look or you can become what it is that you dream to become. Well, a lot of times that's only temporary fix. A lot of times it's only a temporary fix when you do that. When you have these procedures and things done. Because if you don't use the proper maintenance, if you don't develop the proper habits, and if you don't, understand what it takes to accomplish 
what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Even if you get like a quick procedure or something done, it's only a matter of time before that procedure stops working. Or you have some type of complications from it and you have to go back and have to get something else done. Versus if you take the time to develop the proper habits, if you take time to obtain the proper knowledge and information on how to do what it is that you're trying to achieve. And if you have the proper drive, the proper will, the proper desire, and if you can get the proper concepts in your mind of what it is that you want to accomplish. Cause it all starts with an idea and a thought. If you can get the right thoughts to shape your mind to what it is that you want to accomplish, everything else will fall in alignment for you. Everything else will present itself for you. Everything else will be laid out just the way you need it to be for you to achieve whatever it is that you need to achieve. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have to be the change that we're looking for. We got to get that whole concept out of our mind that someone is going to come and rescue us or save us because no one is coming. You have to become it yourself. You have to become whatever it is you're looking for. You got to become it. You, you must become it. And you become it through the mind science, through utilizing your mind. It starts with your mind first. It starts with your mind first. And when I ask, what's your play? You know the game. This is your day now. This time that we're in, this is our day. Our ancestors had their day. Now, this is our day. So now the question is, What's your play? What are you going to manifest? What are you going to do to change your outcome? You know, we've seen what happened to our ancestors and what they had to go through. Now is our time. So what are we going to do? We got the information we need. All we need to do is manifest what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And we can have success. But we must utilize our abilities and our power. We can't continue to allow ourselves to be distracted. We can't continue to allow ourselves to be divided and conquered. Meaning, we're battling each other. We're focusing on battling each other. Where each other is not the, the opposition. That's not even the opposition. The opposition is the things I spoke of. Previously, and that's the powers, that's the rulers of darkness, and that's the spiritual wickedness. That's what we're dealing with, and that's the opposition. So, if we want to make it out 
of this cycle on top in the way in which we should, we must know that it's our time to make our, make our play. And we make our play through manifesting it with our minds and becoming it, becoming it in the physical, allowing ourselves to become it in the physical. Invoke that. Whatever it is that you need, you invoke that and you become it. And you put the work in and you do it. Because if you have a desire in your heart to achieve something, then it means that that's what you're supposed to be doing. Well, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of No Pork and Our Pearls. And this is critical times that we're in right now. And we must pay attention to what's happening around us. Let's not get caught up in this whole cycle where we have to repeat the loop again. Let's get out of this situation this time. And even though the situation may look dark and it may look gloomy, you have to make up your mind and you have to determine what it is that you want. Do you want to be controlled or do you want to control your own destiny? Do you want to be the one in control of your own destiny? Or do you want to allow someone else to control you and allow you to continue to have to suffer, to live in misery, and to watch your brothers and sisters suffer and you be defenseless and helpless and can't do anything for them? It's all about positioning yourself in a position of power. So, manifest that. And until next time, I want to leave you with peace. I want to leave you with love. And I want to leave you with shalom.